they got them all drumsticks and they were playing music and teaching them how to like get in the rhythm. And oh my gosh, the kids went crazy for it. And so they're doing it again this year. And They loved it. Are you an RV person or are you just RV life curious? Wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24-7. Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White and I travel full-time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week I sit down either with a fellow RV woman to discuss why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road or with a special guest who speaks on a topic relevant to travel life. Pull a chair up to the fire and let's chat. Hello, Karinza, and welcome to the RV Queens podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure for sure. Where are you these days? I am currently in Colorado, so I have a home base now out here, um, but we just got back from a trip out in our latest RV um, to Vegas and then surrounding desert area went went out on Nevada onto the extraterrestrial highway. So just came back. Oh from that. my gosh, cool! So does that mean you guys have a new RV? We do. We um, <laughs> it's like a month old or a month and a half at this point. We uh, saw a Chinook. If you're familiar with those at all, it's like a uh, only twenty one no, foot. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a little motorhome, so it's like a, a I would say like a B plus is what it looks like. Uh, okay, fiberglass one body. So like if you think of um, the towables that are like that, um, but it's so it's it's like a oversized van. Okay, now wow, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. What did you have? What were you coming from? Well, we came uh, from a. 19 foot travel trailer right before that, which is still, still outside, um, because we rated it for our batteries and (laughs) and inverter right now. Um, before that, we actually had a motorhome. We're full time for seven years and we had a, for the most part, we had a 30 foot, um, long motorhome, which was great, but we ended up kind of downsizing once we had a place to store stuff. So we've gone from, we actually started with 40 foot. (laughs) Most people I know that have been on on the road for a while, they start with something big and then they end up downsizing. Even families, you know? Yes, totally. I know a family who's gone from like a bigger Airstream into a van. So (laughs) (laughs) that is crazy. (laughs) Van life with a family. I'm like, okay, you guys are next level. I'm... That would be tough. I know. <laughs> you could see like them sleeping and the like levels of feet that go. <laughs> yeah, it's real snug up in there for real. Okay, before we really get into the interview, I have to connect with you on the fact that you have your BFA from SCAD, which for people that don't know is Savannah College of Art and Design, one of the best colleges for art and design in the country. I also have my BFA in design, but it's not from SCAD, unfortunately. Oh, man, I wish it was. But I just have to ask you, what did you study? Like, what did you focus on? I studied fashion design and photography. Gosh, that is so cool. Uh, I just did graphic design. I feel like it's like the 
the like entry level design of of all the design fields. So it's the design that kind of covers a lot. Like you can go into a lot of different things with graphic design. I I had a more niche focus, but like um, my husband, I actually met him there, and he studied illustration in. Uh, industrial design slash product design is what that basically is. And we ended up working in the same department designing watches at Fossil. And he, he came with his product industrial design background. I came with a fashion design background and we had graphic designers in there too. So, you know, like it's sometimes it all merges, you know, it, wherever you come from. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Cause once you kind of get the, yeah, now the I'm basics, marketing. <laughs> yeah. The basics of design, they really are transferable to other fields. Um, but yeah, that topic, it still lights me up. It probably always will. I just love and I like get design magazines for fun on the side, even though I don't really practice that much. So just had to connect with you. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? I, I know. I love it. Okay, so you mentioned you've been on the road for seven years, which that is a long time. That, uh, in my opinion, I don't meet that many people that have been on the road longer than five years. Um, so I, I would like to go back. You kind of mentioned a little bit of this um, and what you just said about working at Fossil, but tell me what your life was like before you were a nomad like and and why you guys decided to start RV life. Very different. <laughs> I mean, at, at some points, very different. Some points, the same. We always just like to travel. Um, so that, that part was kind of the impetus for, you know, going out. Um, we, we lived in, well, fossils in Dallas. So we lived there before that we lived in San Diego. And even there, we would just hop in the car and drive up the coast on the weekends all the time. And, um, and then, yeah, we moved to Jersey, right around New York. So I was working in New York City in the fashion industry. So we were in the design industry. I worked with sunglass companies there. And so, yeah, my my life felt very different then. I actually just uh, got one of those Facebook memories of uh, a picture that I <laughs> was taking an event on the High Line, which was just opened in New York with, I worked on coach um, sunglasses at the time I worked with them. And so it was like this event for coach and we're all dressed up. And then we I went out with my Italian colleagues to little Italy and, you know, had dinner and did all this stuff. And it was just kind of crazy. It was like, but it was, it was actually a post I had made a few years after hitting the road about how, um, my life seemed very different and that kind of seemed looks glamorous. And it was to a point I loved being able to get anything anytime in New York. You can, you know, it doesn't things don't close, whatever. Um, and then we're going out to like little towns that roll up their sidewalks at like eight or nine o'clock. Or five five PM. Or five, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I was working a lot. You know, I'd often work late and walking back and forth, commuting because we live, even though I could see New York from my apartment, it still took like an hour just to get there. You were on the other side of the river. So there was, I, I loved being on the road. So this, this thing that looked 
glamorous. It was like, yeah, it was a lot of fun in some respects, but not so great in others. And we just, just started kind of, we started camping. We got a pop-up camper when we lived there and, um, would go up to, um, the mountains all the time in it. And then we just started going, what if, what if we did this? Like, what if we went out in this and just started traveling and doing it instead of uh, just taking the weekend? And so we finally, and we moved a lot anyway, already for jobs and everything. We're like, well, let's just stop moving. We'll throw it all in a RV and then live with it and move around. So <laughs> and we started doing that. Um, we decided to do that. So we took a, it took like a year to actually plan it out and stuff and, um, and figure out what we wanted to do and switch from working full-time jobs to going to consulting jobs, um, working with some of our employers and other, um, design companies and, uh, went, went and did that instead. And then, um, took a year. Actually, we ended up, uh, moving near my family for a year. Um, because my dad was sick. And so we wanted to spend time with him before we hit the road and, um, and before he passed. So we went and did that. And then from there, we took off on the road and haven't, haven't exactly looked back until we decided to get a home base. And that was COVID related and stuff too. A lot of people hit the road during COVID. A lot of full-timers we know ended up with like part-time land during COVID. New York City, working in fashion to living in a camper. Ugh, it could, but it's fascinating to me, like, you know, how it must have felt living in the city and working in the city day after day. And then you guys having the escape to be able to go tent camping in the mountains. I can imagine like the release that must have felt so Good. You know, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. So the going from like, yeah, I felt like my life was super busy when I lived in the city, you know, but the, that's like, mm. I feel like the contrast is nothing compared to what you were going through. That's intense. I mean, like the weekends were always nice to get out and, and go up to the mountains and just spend them at a campground and wherever up there. I mean, remember too, for we boondock a lot now, but this was East Coast. There's not a ton of that in New York and we didn't really know about it then. So um, we were usually in a campground. We hiked a lot and everything. It was wonderful and beautiful, but then you always had to drive back on Sunday and all the traffic. And... <laughs> Now, now we just don't have to do that. You know, you go full time and you're just like, hmm, I'm not driving on that day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pass. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was your travel style when you guys first started? Like, were you just wanting the freedom and flexibility and you were able to just like slow play it? Or did you guys have some underlying goals of like, you know, some people like want to see all the national parks or hit every state? And we had some goals that year, really just for seeing family. We were, uh, visiting, visiting our families because we hadn't, except for that year that I spent with near mine, um, or at least my parents, my brother lived in a different spot. We hadn't lived near our families since we were teenagers, each of us. So, um, we were visiting them and then my brother was getting married. So <laughs> we were staying around the East coast for that. And, um, 
So we, we wanted to do that. We wanted to go to the Keys. That was like our goal. Um, first goal was to go down to the Keys. So we did that. Um, we didn't have any big lofty goals of, of hitting, um, the parks or anything. I would love to do that stuff, but, um, it was really just kind of to, to get out there and visit friends too. Cause my best friend, we, we hadn't lived near each other since we were 15. So, um, we went and spent, she was in Austin at the time and, uh, we spent time down there, which was really nice. And we actually ended up meeting a lot of, uh, other nomads that were starting out around that time down there too, which worked out well. So yeah, that's <laughs> got a friend group going, um, which was great because that's always like a, a challenge, um, when you're starting out, um, and I mean, our style has evolved over the years. I feel like things change. You know, we start out, we're like, we want to go see this. We want to go, go visit this spot. I mean, we have a, a big uh, map, which has like points on it of, of interest. And then it's, it's also laminated. So you can take markers and wipe them off and everything. We had stuff circled and we went and did that. And then you start meeting people and then you end up like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends over here and I'm going to go here. Oh, we see them. And so sometimes you start traveling for people rather than the things that you want to see. And then sometimes it just kind of shifts back and forth. We're in South Carolina right now and our next booking we like this upcoming Monday we were supposed to be moving to a new campground um their opening date got pushed back three couple months and I'm like okay so here we are without a booking you know <laughs> yeah I guess you really you can't do? go there if they're not open for a few one. months yeah <laughs> uh, I mean that's a that's so, a pretty yeah, like um, else, huh? yeah that's kind of like an intense example that doesn't happen very often but uh but uh, definitely feel you on like oh all our friends are going to be camping there yeah we should probably like change it, everything that we said we were about to do and just like go there right I feel like when we lived in one spot you know there was always that that idea of oh well we'll go do that sometime or, and with our, with friends and stuff, you'd be like, Oh, I'll see them like next weekend or we'll get together later, you know, but when you're traveling and you're not in, in different places and you're like, Oh, our friends are only like a hundred miles away. Let's go. Cause like you literally might not have a real conversation with anyone besides your husband. If you don't go like, make time to see the people that you know. I mean, cause you know, campground. Yeah. You, you can, you can shoot the breeze with people all day, but having like an actual conversation, you're like, yes, we should go see our friends because we need to stay sane. <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask like how you found community on the road. It sounds like at least at the beginning, it kind of happened organically for you guys. We started looking, um, we, we hit the road in, in January in 2014. So we had actually been planning in 2012 because then we spent that year um, with my family um, in 2013. So we were just kind of still like we had a long runway um, since we had been planning already and then doing that. And there were some blogs, but there wasn't a ton out there yet. Um, you know, YouTube 
YouTubers hadn't been a big thing yet. So we we actually um, found some bloggers on there, kind of followed that stuff, and then um, even reached out to someone that we saw was coming to Austin from um, from Dallas, actually, where we, we lived at one point. But, and they actually lived in a neighborhood, which was just kind of crazy. But um, they, they were full-timers. They were coming down. Um, so we reached out to them and we're like, hey, we're down here if you guys want to get together. And so that worked out. Like They were like, yeah, of course, because they wanted to meet people too. And um, South by Southwest was happening. So we had already met some other people in a Facebook group. Um, and so they connect, we had connected with them in person and then they had connected to some other people. And so when South by Southwest was in town, a bunch of our viewers came in town and we all got together. And so that was very organic and helpful for us. I think we lucked into it <laughs> a lot um, with that. It was organic, but it was also just lucky that we were still there. What made you love escapees to the point that you wanted to work for the organization? Like when did that <laughs> switch happen? After we started attending convergences, um, because they, they were, they were geared towards, um, working age or years. So, and, and at the beginning they were very loose and, and, just kind of fun, just really like everybody converged on one spot, which is kind of what the name came from. Um, but we really got more involved, you know, before we were using our membership, we use the mail service all the time. I still use the mail service even as a part-timer. I still have most of my mail go there. I just, I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> they can scan it, throw away what I don't want. Right. Um, and used all the other benefits. But once we started attending, all the events and we were going to like almost almost all of them um when we weren't you know away from them and then we even volunteered to host some um just because we had such a good time and we were so grateful to be meeting other people doing this on the road you know and in in our age category and um Mel and Travis who I mentioned already they're younger they got it they understood what was going on. We were just like, you know what, if you guys need help with anything, just let us know. We were doing our own thing at that point. Um, we'd been consulting. We were actually had a, a course to teach people how to go full time. And, um, just like, if you need help with anything, let us know. And then they, they called on us and we're like, yeah, Hey, you want to, you want to help us with some stuff? And, uh, we started overseeing the blog and then we ended up, uh, running the marketing department because they were just like, we need people who know the life and um, appreciate <laughs> what it has to offer. And I mean, we, we were pretty hardcore escapees and escapers at that point going to events and using everything. So it made sense. Um, yeah. Going from, you know, fashion and, <laughs> this to teaching RV stuff and going to marketing seems like a weird switch, but you know, it's what we became passionate about was RVing and traveling and our community, which is huge. Melanie and Travis, that was brilliant of them to find RVers to run the marketing part because in my experience, like working, you know, we talked about, I used to be in design and stuff and graphic design, which means I worked on marketing and ads and sales and like all, there's like a whole 
realm of things that I used to work in. But whenever you're you're talking about marketing, it's really hard. Like the upfront explaining to the marketer that you're hiring about the product or the service that you're trying to sell, that is the hardest part. It's like extract, you have to extract the knowledge <laughs> from this person that has like mastered whatever product or service that they want to market. And as the, uh, on the other side of the table, like as, as the person creating the marketing materials, you're like, oh my God, how can I explain this in layman's terms? Anyways, all I'm <laughs> saying all that to say, that was a great move, finding someone who already knows and already uses the product and service. So it's just a hard thing to explain. Like, yeah, we, okay. You know, we definitely have um, people on the team that um, do travel in their own ways and, and um, they totally get it. You know, they've been working there for a long time. They told, they absolutely understand it and get it. But, but yeah, just to, Sometimes even just to, to jump into things um, and we're like, yeah, there's going to be a lot more training to be able to answer questions or um, even on social and stuff, you know, post things and explain something to someone who has never RV'd before <laughs> compared to somebody who already knows what it, what that means, what it is, and and is already a member and has used the services, so they at least have an understanding of what it is we do. I mean, you probably had to cover that in the course that you guys made back in the day, didn't you? Like, did you get that into the detail? Talk about having to dump the tanks and yeah, all of that. And we also, uh, which actually that course is now part of Escapees, our viewers online university, so you can still take it and stuff. And we had a big Facebook group, which is now part of the escapees um, portfolio. It was called RV to freedom. And we always had a thing in there joking about like, okay, tell us your, tell us your horror stories. We've all had them. So most people have had some kind of black tank mishap. And I mean, cause they're funny after you get past the, uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had a really bad, we had a one the other day that I'm not going to say because this is going on the internet to live forever and ever. I'll tell you about it later. But it was, it included tears. It included a lot of bad smells. <laughs> Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got one. It's what brings us all together. Hey friends, pardon the interruption. This is a sponsored episode and it's time for a short ad break. I love spending time outside with my kids, especially when we're traveling in the RV. Recently, we had a blast trying out some of Elikai Outdoors' amazing outdoor games. Their games are inspired by nature and are incredibly durable, which means you can create lasting memories with your loved ones. And the best part? They're carrying cases. They're compact enough to take on the road with you. Be sure to check them out at elikai.com slash rvqueens and use the code rvqueens10 to enjoy a discount of 10% off your order. Escapees has grown to be a pretty large organization with like a lot of different offerings. Oh, yeah. yeah. So for people who aren't familiar, for the listeners, give us, can you just kind of give us an overview of everything Escapees has to offer? Escapees RV Club is 45 years old as right now we're in our 45th year and um, which started in July, 2023. Um, and 
So they started in 1978, and this was, I've mentioned Travis and Melanie, and Travis is actually the grandson of the founders. So Joe and Kate Peterson actually founded it. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's a nice family thing that's kept going. Um, They founded it because they were out on the road. They were working on the road, actually, and they wanted to find community. Um, They were writing, I think Kate was writing, actually, a, um, a column in a, in a magazine. And she just wondered if anybody else would be interested. And, and they were, because, you know, you know what it's like, you're out on the road, you want to meet other people. And, um, it started with a newsletter they got together and it's grown into this big organization. Um, they started mail service later, actually Kathy Carr did that. Um, so that is one big thing that is great for anybody who is out on the road um, for longer periods of time to full timing, um, because there is like a temporary mail service you could do, but then you can also just, you know, have it for the whole year. Um, like I said, I still use it, even though we're, we're here part time, um, for a few months at a time sometimes. Um, it's just easier <laughs> at this point. So mail service is, of course, the, um, big thing that we have that I think is great, especially for full timers, um, that you can just use and have all the time. Um, what, what did start as that newsletter back in 1978 has turned into a magazine, uh, that is published bi-monthly and it's full of helpful information. People really love the magazine. I, I, get the surveys, you know, I see, I see the, the responses about it. Um, and it's for our viewers by our viewers. So, um, you can write for it. You can contribute. People just love to get that information and it's digital and, or you can get a hard copy if you like. Um, but I know sometimes as full-timers, we like to just read it digitally <laughs> on a tablet. Um, we also have our V parks. So there's, there's a few different things within our camping realm. We own our own RV parks and uh, members get a discount there. And so they're incredibly affordable. Um, and then we have co-ops, which were started by members. So they're actually like an apartment co-op type of thing. Anything you think like that. Members own the lots there and they're run by members and not actually owned by us or run by us. Um but then when they leave, they're often rented out. So only escapees members can stay at them. Um, but they're, again, in easy to access places, really nice um, and very affordable. And we also have discounts on RV parks across the country that we work with. Like you would think of any other kind of discount campground program. So um, like that. <clears throat> and then with discounts, we've, we have a commercial directory where... We have commercial members who offer discounts on their services or products. And we have a lot of partners that we work with. So there's discounts on batteries, on um, e-bikes. And there's just a whole bunch of stuff. There's actually uh, you know, specials on tires. So we have um, discounts on Michelin and Goodyear tires. I've used both of those because we always had Michelin on our motorhomes. And we, we just got Goodyear tires on our new, our new RV. So we've... 
we've uh, used both of that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it helps. It helps when you have to get tires, especially in a motorhome. My gosh. I was going to say those bigger ticket items, even if it's even on paper, if it, if you're like, Oh, 10% off. Yeah. But dude, if you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars, like that helps. They're expensive, you know, and if you have a dually and things, ah, you know, your tires add up. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets a little crazy. Um, but yeah, we do, we have that. We have education programs. So I mentioned our VRs online university where our, um, the roadmap to full-time RVing course sits now and also is there with, uh, a course going over operation safety and maintenance. Um, which was taken from an in-person uh, program we have called RV Bootcamp. So if you were just starting out, you can you can come in person and learn all this information, or you can get the online course and um, learn all this information, which does go over some of those basics like dumping and everything, like all this stuff you you just don't know what you need to know, you know, like. All of a sudden, you're your own plumber, you're your own trash man, you know, all these things, these services you had taken care of. You don't, who has ever dumped their house? You know, that's not a common thing. This is something that we're still like figuring out in our RV. We're only a year in, by the way. Um, like all, like how all the systems work together. Like neither my husband or I are like mechanically minded. And so when you're living in, I mean, it's not technically a vehicle. Like we have a fifth wheel, so it's not like we don't have to deal with an engine of the, but, but it's like, you've got electricity and plumbing and like things <laughs> that run off of electricity. And the, I don't even know the right terms for all this stuff, fuse boxes and blah, blah, blah. Like when you start living in it, you're like, okay, this outlet doesn't work. So then what do I do? <laughs> you know, like you're just, you just have to, learn how to do this stuff you know it's not like someone used to be able to call electrician or something it's just easier to deal with it yourself on some level and you just have to figure it out because you're just wherever you are you know you're moving you're not talking to the same people so yeah it's it's just a whole new thing um that people aren't used to so there's a lot of that that kind of information that you just need to know and you don't even realize what you don't know until you get out there, um, or at least you take the course, you know, take a class and learn it. And then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> at least I have that basic knowledge before I go out. <laughs> um, you know, don't, don't leave your uh, black tank open um, <laughs> when you're at a park. It's not a good thing, stuff like that. And, and with the full timing, there's just all that type of stuff that you just don't think about. Like, how do you get your mail on the road? Um, which of course we can help with, but uh, you know, th those types of things that, wh what do you do? What do you do for banking? Like, how do you move your life from stationary to one where you're traveling all the time? The other big thing that I would say um, that we've mentioned with convergences is our events. So Escapees has many events and has started many new event programs throughout the years um, to get people together so that you can find your community on the road. Because it does make a difference um, to have friends and to have people that you know and you can get together with. Not doesn't have to be all the time, but sometimes just knowing other people who are doing it that you can reach out to when you get those things that don't work. <laughs> and you're like, hey, have you ever had this problem? Do you know what it is? 
um, that can make a huge difference. So I was, so escapade is our big national rally and it's also a lot of education. There's just tons of seminars, like four seminars, I think running at the same time throughout the day. Um, and and it, it's like five days full of this stuff. And there's entertainment at night. Okay, we'll just put all the links in the show notes. So I think that's a good snippet to give people like, yes, there's a lot that's offered here. So the listeners of this podcast are RV women, obviously. Um, and many of them are moms. So what are the best escapees offerings for families with kids? Would it be the escapers? convergences? Yeah, I'd say for the most part, you know, I think they'd be welcome anywhere. And if you, you have, if you're going to an event and you have your daytime free to go to the stuff, it probably would work. But, um, some of the escapers convergences do have, we've had actually convergences geared around families. Um, we, there was a Halloween one that was actually for families um, a while ago and something up around the garlic festival too. <laughs> um, and at like a escapers annual bash, we have kids camp. So, and we have a lot of kids coming um, in this, this for the next one. Um, so the kids camp there, there, they have a whole activity program put together for them during the day. And, there, there also can come to some of the other stuff too, you know, like, uh, but we know kids want to hang out with kids. Um, there's, there's also this dirt pile. I swear the kids love more than anything else that happens at Bash. <laughs> they want to ride their bikes on it. We had a rainy day a couple days ago and my husband was like, hey kids, let's put on clothes we don't care about and go ride bikes in the puddles. And I was like, all right, you guys have fun. Like, whatever. But my daughter put on these sweatpants. I don't think she'd ever worn them before. So I was like, they're not worn out, you know? They were, like, light pink. And I was like, come on, Wynn. Like, find some different pants. At least put on the dark purple one. She's like, Mom, it's fine. And yeah. Anyways, yes. To what you're saying, it's always the dirt and the mud. And it's just the most entertaining thing. I was like, yeah. Like, I every year... They're always there. They, they love this pile. I'm going to ride my bike on it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of other stuff going on, but somehow that, yeah, that is always a draw. And I mean, I expect it, but. <laughs> there's either a dirt mountain or there's like a thousand dollar VR headsets over here. I would say they'd probably be, be into VR for like 20 minutes and then they'd all just like slowly make their way to the dirt pile. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. it's kind of awesome, to be honest. That's like what we like about being campground families, right? Right. I mean, they, they can entertain themselves for the most part, even though we, like, so we do have an intent for them. They have activities to do and, you know, all this stuff. But yeah, they can definitely entertain themselves too. They're good at that. But, you know, one of the fun things that they did last year, a band that are members of Escapees, they play a lot of our events. Um, they actually have have a, a, a part-time land too around us. So um, they've been part of the community for a long time. And they, they did something with the kids where they, they got them all drumsticks and they were playing music and teaching them how to like get in the rhythm. And oh my gosh, the kids went crazy for it. And so they're doing it again this year. And 
they loved it. Yeah, that's another thing kids, I think, just kind of naturally gravitate toward is music. I mean, what kid doesn't love to tinker around on a piano or like play drums? It's just in us, you know? So cool. So well, so for 2024, like, what are the upcoming events that you're most excited about? Oh, gosh. Well, Always Bash always has to be on my list because I'm very excited about going there and doing that and seeing everybody get together and how we're going to make it even more awesome. Um, but then we have a lot of stuff coming up. So actually, uh, the Convergences and Hangouts are both doing something same places where Bash is held, um, Lake Havasu City, Arizona, but there is a fireworks, um, firework, what do they call it? <laughs> I forgot what we, we call it different things. Um, oh, well, it's a winter blast, but yeah, display, like it, but it's a huge thing, like where people learn how to do fireworks and stuff like that. Um, also, and they put on a huge display and you're right underneath it. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and we have both, you know, both contingents going for that. Um, we also, if you know, the solar eclipse is happening in April. Oh, and that's right. That's yeah. pretty cool. I, yeah, yeah. So that's really interesting. And we got a spot in Texas, in Paris, Texas, um, where it will have full totality. And I actually got to see the last one that happened in totality. Um, also with a bunch of RVers and it was one of the, oh, it was a wonderful time that we had. And so, and it was just really cool to see. Um, if you're not in totality, it's, it's a very different experience than when you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sky goes dark and everything just kind of changes. So I'm pretty excited about seeing that again. And again, being around friends to do it because that made it even better. Um, yeah. We had a lot of fun with it last time, just, making, you know, you have your glasses, but you can make these boxes and stuff to, to see it in different ways and just, just kind of make a, a party out of it, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> let's go outside and stare at the sun. Um, <laughs> we'll have fun with it. So <laughs> I think those are pretty, pretty neat and pretty cool, um, things that are coming up. And I know like our, our event directors are planning so much. I mean, there's like, a Nashville hop, um, that's looked really cool on the, on the list. Um, that's out now there's and hops, like I mentioned before the white glove stuff, they also yeah. have cruises and stuff. So they, they like do a lot of different things. Um, we've done an escapers cruise like once or twice. I think it's been a while, but like they, they're also going to Scotland, which I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, they do have this, they have one cruise that's like going to Greenland. I, I don't know. It's really long. It sounds really cool. Might have to look at that. <laughs> that one sounds really cool. Um, but there's just so much going on. Black Hills and Badlands hang out. So I like the Badlands. Um, it's one of my favorite places that we have uh, boondocked. Just beautiful spot out in the Badlands. So yeah. um, I, I think that's really cool. But there's just more stuff that's like coming too. That they're just getting ready to like announce when everything's, you know, finalized yeah. and stuff so it's always wow. like just keep watching it sounds like you have a really cool team that's that's like working on these events like they know what's up they know what's fun <laughs> well they do and they're all our viewers 
And so like they, they all know like what, what it's like and, you know, different things to do. It's, it's, it can always be tricky too, because things are across the country. So you got to look and sometimes you're not in the place where something is happening, but you know, they try to like spread stuff out. Um, but they try to like find these really cool things that, um, we can to explore together, um, experiences that we don't always get on our own, you know, and, and somewhere that you'll want to see, and then you can hang out with people, you know, like something cool. So, so I, I want to circle back to you for a minute. Um, whenever you, when you look back to Carenza, like before RV life <laughs> back in New York, living it up in the high life and Carenza now, what has changed? I've changed in some ways. I'm probably a, a little more easygoing maybe, or that, that kind of unplanning thing. I've, I've taken that to heart a lot more. Like I just don't plan everything. We don't plan a lot of stuff. So I used to plan a lot more. I mean, there's definitely some things I still do. I am sure Brandon would um, contradict me on some things because I'm like making sure this, I will say this whole um, part-time thing kind of sucks sometimes because of the packing and unpacking you have to do. It's so much easier when we just had everything in the rig and we <laughs> just were going places because it's like, you know, I leave some stuff there, but you have to um, bring in your clothes. Well, I have to bring in my clothes. I don't have duplicates of my favorite stuff. So, um, you know, I'm bringing my clothes in. We have to bring the food in. You can't leave it outside. So, um, like I still plan that stuff early because I don't want to forget something, especially when we're going to events that have like Halloween or a themes theme nights at bash. I want to make sure I have my stuff I need. Um, but so there's stuff that, that I definitely like, it's just like a lot more like whatever, you know, I'm, I, I don't, we don't plan all that stuff. We know we're going out, but we don't know exactly where, yeah, we're going here. And then, We'll see afterwards where I might've planned a little bit more before. So that kind of like easygoing attitude, just um, take it as it comes. We'll figure it out. That's probably the number one response I get from women on the show to that question is like the flexibility. Like, I don't know what it is about us when we're living kind of like the quote unquote normal American life and everything's like kind of moving super fast. I think a lot of us just like get in this type A mode where it's just, you have to be doing everything all the time and super productive. And, and like, I don't know, just there's something about being out when there's your schedule is under your own control. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, we don't even sleep with alarm clocks. It's just, like you're just committed to the natural rhythms of life. And when stuff comes up, I mean, we'll figure it out. I don't, there's just something about it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> there is. It's, I think it's a it's better way to live, really. I mean, <laughs> the slogan for this show is a podcast about unexpected riches. So what would you say is the unexpected richness that you have found from RV life? Friends. I didn't expect that. I mean, I did not expect to have more friends and more community than I 
did when I was in one place where you think that, okay, I mean, most of my friends were revolved around work and they were awesome. Not saying anything bad about them because I love them all. And it would still like sometimes if I'm around them, I will go visit them. But, um, I just can't believe how, how much community I have and what great friends I've made on the road that are like good friends. Okay, Carenza, where can listeners connect with you online and also check out escapees? I will be honest. My um, Instagram is very lonely. I am very bad about posting on it anymore since I've t- taken steps back personally. Right. Isn't that <laughs> funny? With It's like the cobbler's kid has their yeah. shoes. It's like the director of marketing's Instagram um, has no love because <laughs> you're putting your energy into other social media accounts. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Like once I started doing it for when we had our course and stuff, I, it was like, I kind of started dropping it off of my personal and I've just never gotten back into it. I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. And then I, I know I connect with people online and then chats and stuff now. So um, it's out there. It's Carenza and Brandon. It's changed names over the years, depending on what we, we started with our blog name and with our business name to this. Um, and there's a Tiki account connected to it because we, we do a lot with Tiki stuff, which has gotten a few posts, but not a lot. Um, but yeah, but otherwise escapees, if you just go to escapees.com, you can find everything there. It does connect to escapers. Escapers has its own site, escapers.com, um, which put in show notes. Cause I know it's like, how do you spell that? Um, starts with an X, <laughs> but we do have, yeah, that's right. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, we do have, uh, we have social accounts for that on Facebook and on Instagram, escapees RV club and at escapers. Um, and you can connect to us there and, and just follow along, see what other people are posting, talk in the, in the um, comments and everything there. And we have Facebook groups. So the Facebook group for escapees is for members only, but you can join the escapers Facebook group now and RV to freedom on Facebook and join the chat. Just join in. People will, um, yeah, connect on there. I mean, it's a great place to like connect early you know, if you just start talking in there and then you show up at an event, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen you <laughs> on, on in the group. The social media account to the, the face, the real face. So, yeah, that's that is an amazing resource. And I will say, like, Facebook groups have saved our bacon a lot of time, like. there's so many RV Facebook groups out there. The most recent time I remember this is there was something wrong with like our electric panel and it was like 1030 at night and we were trying to boondock and our fridge wasn't working and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing. And like we were on, me and my husband, it was like dark because the kids are sleeping, right? And we're like on our phones, like on Facebook groups, like searching, like who else has had this problem? So yes, people get on, get in on the free Facebook groups to start. And then, you know, go check out escapees if it's a good fit for you. Cause yeah, people totally like ask questions and like, Oh, I need help. This is, this something is wrong. Can anybody help me figure it out? And you know, like that translates into real life too. Uh, we have people like, well posted that they have trouble and they 
or they're stuck somewhere or something. And we've had um, other members go out and help them in person and like go get their rig and stuff. So escapees are helpful people and RV people are helpful people and they're friendly and you can just, you know, ask away and put stuff in there. You know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to connect with people. That that's a big thing. I mean, like I am, I am very shy on a lot of the levels, but I was like, I've got to reach out to people when I started and I did. And now I, like I said, friends are my surprise rich from traveling. So <laughs> It's it's okay. We don't think it's weird in this world, even though it might seem weird otherwise. There are no <laughs> dumb questions, like for real, because we've all been there, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Corinza, I have loved getting to know you and hearing more about escapees. And uh, yeah, hopefully soon I will see you on the road. I hope so. I hope so. You guys come out. Hopefully you can get to like the solar event or something. That would be great. Um, It'll be a lot of fun. I promise. (laughs) All right, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and for being my favorite part of RV life. If you could please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be awesome. And listen, if you want to have conversations like I had on this episode with your fellow RV women, head to rvqueenspodcast.com slash community and choose your RV queen circle today. All right, guys, I'll see you next week, or hopefully I will see you on the road. Gosh, that is so cool.